What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We finally have good news. You heard it here first. We finally have some good news. Not only is the NBA coming back, but we got a special guest in the building. But first of all, y'all know me, Kenton Gibbs. We got Josh Guyton as always. That is I. We got Chris Allen holding it down as well. Here I am. And photographer for the Dallas Cowboys, the most valuable franchise in all of sports, Jerry's boys, Kerry Lofton. What's going on with you, man? What's going on, guys? Thank y'all for having me. Hey, we're excited to have you. We tell our fans every week, we know y'all had enough of us. So we, we love getting some new voices on here, getting some new thoughts and opinions. But like I said, your presence ain't the only gift that we've been given this week. The NBA has announced and come out with the schedule for the, for the season resuming. Fellas, I know we've all seen it. I know y'all ain't got nothing else sports to watch. So what are we thinking about this schedule? What matchups are we looking out for? What do y'all have going on as far as playing out with this season? Talk to me. I mean, man, as, as far as excitement goes, I told y'all how I felt about the season coming back the first seven episodes of this show. But if they were able to actually right. pull this off day one, we get to see Clippers Lakers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know that was done intentionally because it, right. they wanted to go without a hitch, but it's it's ooh, it's gonna be a beautiful game, regardless. You and this Clippers Lakers, man. Hey, regardless if I'm, regardless <laughs> if I'm excited, regardless if I think it's gonna happen or not, man, I'm I'm for sure waiting for that game. And then on top of that, we get to see potentially my um my next team that I'm adopting in New Orleans if they if they develop the way I want them to. That might be my team that's up next. So I'm excited to see those games they won. Oh my no you didn't did he just on air did he just <laughs> jump bandwagon's kids? Yes did I did. He just jump hey listen, ever since the Lakers got LeBron, we've been worried about guy defecting. We've been hey. worried. Oh my <laughs> I thought I'd never see the day Guyton jump bandwagons from the Lake Show. Hey man, oh I'm, my I'm, I'm, God. St I'm still a Lakers guy, but uh, I'm, a, I'm also. Oh, you can't say that, nah. You can't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm also unofficially the the fourth ball boy. So wherever Big Baller brand is at, I'm oh, he's the fourth ball. Well, you don't have a nappy blind fro like the rest of them. Guys, so. <laughs> I ain't got the ability um, to get it. Yeah, so I don't know how that works. But I mean, you know, you know how I'm laying Gibbs. You know, you know. Mm -hmm. Rocket Nation coming back, man. Let's see what Rusty and Harden do, man. I mean, hey, I, we still ain't got Dan Tony out of there, so that's still bad news. But, I mean, hey, I'm excited. It's going to be some fun basketball to watch with the 2K signs. I don't really know how that's going to work, but, hey. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to let our guests talk on it a little bit, though, man. How, how you feeling about the NBA schedule since it's coming back? Man, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to see it coming back, man. Also, I'm just I'm interested to see because they're gonna kind of be like the guinea pigs, you know what I mean? To see right. how it Absolutely. is with sports returning and 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 you know if, if all hell breaks loose and all of that stuff. So you know, uh, my guy, he's talking about the Pelicans. I I, I can appreciate that. Y'all know I'm from New Orleans, so oh, yeah. uh, that's that's the team by by association. Even though they oh, oh so you got excited thing. when he said that. Uh, so he was like. <laughs> 
Come on through. Yeah, man. I mean, you see a lot of people when when they got Zion, you know, they started jumping on, you know. But yeah, you know, I know, I know, I know. You know, pe- people wasn't rolling with them when they had those four dollar tickets, you know, for for you know section one hundred. So yeah, they couldn't. <laughs> man, when I was wait, 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 wait. You mean you mean you mean I can get a hot and ready or I can get a Pelicans ticket? Yes, sir. Give me the hot and yes, ready, sir. Please. Yeah, man. I, I, I got high hopes for him, though, man. I, I uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I think they still got a few more years to develop. And it seems like they've always kind of been, you know, New Orleans is a football city. So it seems like right. they've always right. kind of just been like, you know, the stepbrother or whatever. But it's exciting nonetheless. Well, we're going to talk I'm about a, Drew Brees not today, but, I mean, go ahead with your football I'm, city. I ain't going to say nothing, no. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you all, of, of all the teams, of all the teams that I was excited to see come back, the obvious answer, the obvious answer was, you know, the Lakers, Clippers, and all that. It was, that's, that's the easy one. But I'm going to tell you who I really want to see play throughout this thing. The Orlando Magic, and particularly Markel Fultz. I've said it before, and I'm going to keep banging on the table about this. I want to see what he's going to do. Not that there's no fans anymore, because it was always the thought that he was hung up on the fans. And then the next thing that I want to see here, I, well, actually, not that I want to see, but who I was expecting to outperform their expectations until Bertans decided to sit out, the Washington Wizards. I was thinking the way that this schedule was looking, they got – so they got some games in here that, you know, it, it's not looking too bad for them. But when one of your major contributing pieces decides to sit out, I mean, that's it's a tough set, especially being a team that needs all the help you can get that. Like a lot of people are wondering how they even got here. You know, that's a that's a tough deal. Right. That's a real tough deal. So do we think now with all the things that are going on surrounding this, a lot of players have. Uh, come out and tested positive from uh, Buddy Hill to Jabari Parker to Nikola Jokic. And the other two, the la- the last two, Jokic and Jabari, you know, hey, it's unfortunate. It's sad. We don't know what did or did not go down. But Buddy. Can, 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 can I go first? Can I go first, guy, please? please oh, yo, go, ahead, Listen, man, go ahead. Y'all, y'all, go, y'all go ahead of how y'all need. But I'm going to just say this, and then I'm going to let y'all have the floor. We talked about this last week. OKC Summer League. Trey, where you at? Are you positive too? But go ahead, Chris. Talk to me. Oh, did, did we not mention this? The like, I, I'm just I'm just saying. So so those people that have said we just throw some stuff together and just talk about whatever on here like they do in the media. Clearly, clearly we pay attention because I definitely, definitely pointed out that Buddy Hill played for Sacramento Kings. Buddy Hill, Sacramento Kings will also be part of the 22 teams. So... Right. And we, I, oh man, I just, I think it's so funny because Buddy was having the ball balling on them summer league players. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, he looked like he was stretched from Street V2 balling. Like it was, oh, no. he was, he was having the time of his life <laughs> balling with them summer league players. And now he got the wrong. So it's just, I, I don't know. And they think they're going to keep all these players in a bubble in Orlando. Like not, not, not El Paso, Texas, or not Maine or something like that. Orlando, Florida, and that's and that's the thing that that I've I've been beating on the table about. Every plans have been more concrete, and ever since I saw that law was going to be enforcing this thing, you think that that's going to end well at all with what's going man, on in the world? Man, man, 
with the lack of responsibility in these players and the desire just to, we've all been quarantined to a certain extent, even though they've been quarantined in mansions or whatever, they've still been quarantined. And you think that you're going to keep them there, their job, but not having fun, not going out, not going to get a piece of spare coochie from the valet girl over there. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You took it there. You took it there. You took it there. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be, you know what? Let's not even just say, wait, yay. We are active of, of all types and all that. Going out to get some spare whatever. At the end of the day, I don't trust them. I don't stay there. And I said this to uh, some folks before. If a cop chokes, slams, if anything, if they blink at a player the wrong way, boom, it's all over. It's all over. Can, can we talk about the X Factor though, Gibbs? Can we can we talk about the X Factor, Gibbs? Tell me about like, it. What's going on? I mean, hey, hey, I'm 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 Chris Paul. Hey, look, I'm about to go do this over here. My son, here, this little five thousand dollars right here. Don't tell nobody about this and just keep it pushing. You, you know what I'm saying? They got money now, Gibbs. You know, money talks in this world. <laughs> so I mean, I don't really know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But again, when they slide that five thousand to leave, now you got to count on everybody who is who you all the slide staying healthy. I don't. I don't they planned for minor outbreaks. They've said with expected number been quantified. That's a part that scares me a lot. Because discussions with this with other people, they've said, hey, they expect to get it. And I'm like, well, what's the certain amount? Is a certain amount 20, 30 players? Or is a certain amount up to 75% of the league? You know, because that when we don't have a quantified solid number, they could just say any amount is, oh, the entire Laker, the Oh, the entire but oh the entire okay it's fine four entire teams have it yeah it's cool we expected that you know that's that's my concern here is that there is tangible okay this is the unacceptable amount being pushed so if that amount is reached we can hold them accountable we can hold themselves accountable for it. see man my, my my entire thing with this is how many cases have we gotten in Florida in the past let's just say seven days, it's been 40,000 new cases. And those are just people that was able to get tested. Right. right. We have an and entire, rate was 52%. we have an entire 52%. 33 days before this season starts. I don't think mm-hmm. that people would just all of a sudden smarten up and then uh, cases just shoot down within the next month. I don't see it happening. So we still got to, it's what was what 16 players that, that tested positive uh yeah i believe that yeah, it's, it's, it's still an entire league of players that we have to to keep safe for another 33 days and then worry about being in a hotbed of corona at the moment while playing for another two months yeah yeah a, a, a sidebar conversation a, a, um this is just a little little comedy how many? How many of those players? If y'all were playing against Buddy Hill and found out he tested positive, what would y'all reaction be right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this is something that shouldn't that that shouldn't have been a thing. But do y'all remember uh, how people was guarding Magic in the All Star game when he came? Oh, out? <laughs> no, he did it. No, oh, not in front of the guests. Not in front of the guests. Oh, yeah, not in front of the guests. <laughs> exactly. We like got company and he acting out. Oh my god. Oh, and listen, I'ma just tell you that that one was out of sheer ignorance of the sheer ignorance and stigma around HIV and AIDS, right? right. This one, 
this one would not even come from a place of of dumbfoundness that's unexpected because we don't know we don't everybody is gonna say hey if they have it now there it'll be cleared out of their systems in two three weeks but do we know do we know we and don't. don't get me wrong buddy hill is a dead-eye shooter the boy can shoot the blood out the ball that's fine that's that's all fine and dandy but still with so many guys popping up positive i mean and 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 you know Another storyline that is just now creeping into my head that we need to look at. What y'all think the Jazz chemistry gonna be like? Man, I, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Cause you know the Jazz, although their schedule isn't uh, as difficult as the Grizzlies, they got one of the tougher schedules it looks like to me. And and coming back, so what do y'all think that Jazz team gonna look like? I'm I'm a I'm gonna let the guests take well, the floor before they, y'all say something ignorant and right, get this thing right. shut down. <laughs> Kerry, what you think, man? What you think the Jazz might look like going forward, even after all of the D Mitch and uh, Gobert drama? I man, I don't know. It's I think it's gonna be. I think once you get all those guys in the room after being away for so long and all the stuff that's like going down between now and then, and then the heightened tensions of like, you know, just everybody's on edge of of you know, do you got it? And I don't. I I feel like you know, speaking on, I think I think people. I don't think people are going to be honest, man. I don't think people are going to be, mm-hmm. you know, on the straight and narrow when they go out there. You're going to have people that's going to want to be like, man, we can go out, we can chill. Because you're seeing it now and it's not even, you know, it's not even the same situation. So I don't know, exactly. man. I, I feel like I feel like there's going to be all sorts of stories that are going to come. Like Mickey Mouse better buckle up. It's going to be all sorts <laughs> of stories that's going to be coming out of Disney, you know, come come time for the season to start. Hey, listen, they're going to be some goofy, so Mickey and Minnie better watch out. They better, because it's going to be some nuttery. It's truly going to be some nuttery to go on. And I just, I, once again, I, I defer back to the idea that we, when we see these players who are being told, hey, you need to quarantine and you need to do all these things, when they can do it wherever, right? Like, you can go to your favorite city and quarantine. You can go to wherever you've got the most beautiful views and go quarantine. It's going to... Ending up in a situation where everybody is in Orlando, standing in the Sheridan. Uh, hmm. No offense. And by the way, the 52% positive rate that we were talking about was out of the airport that the players were supposed to be flying into. That was the 52% positive rate of the 500 tested. 260 had it. So that's uh, that's what, what happened there. And so, you know, after speaking of a lack of control and, and a lack of you know, having folks under uh, and having folks following that hear the rules, man. America, we all know, is the most litigious country in the world. More lawsuits than anybody else, because that's just what America does. And the latest comes out of, it come out of Kerry Camp. It comes out of your boys. Ezekiel Elliott's dog allegedly. Oh, hey, listen, listen. I, I'm just telling the story as it's been reported. Ezekiel Elliott's dog allegedly mauled a pool technician. Uh, the young woman was allegedly cleaning his pool when, next thing you know, the dog came and poof, it, it did a little bit of a number on it. And now. We're not talking about the story because of the lawsuit, because that's not, you know, what that's whatever, whatever. But a young woman tweeted something along the lines of, Devin used to clean Ezekiel's pool, and as soon as I heard about it, I said, it, I wish it would have happened to him. 
Now, obviously, after that, Ezekiel tweeted at her saying how pitiful it was that folks wanted to make money through a lawsuit. And then next thing you know, Cowboys Twitter, I tell you, they're the number one most valuable brand for a reason. Because Cowboys Twitter, I ain't never seen so many jean shorts and Dez Bryant jersey abbeys coming at one person in my life. I mean, good God. They got this young woman up. She deleted the tweet, put her page on private and all that. What what are we what are y'all thinking of just about that situation? Is that like is that something that's like as far as the, the young woman tweeting about it and even on Ezekiel's side responding, what Talk to me. What's going on? Because it's a slow sports day, obviously. We can't talk about the game last night, so we got to talk about dogs. <laughs> right. Tell me what y'all think. I'm, I honestly don't even know how to how to approach that situation. Because from what I was reading, the incident with, with the young lady happened over a year ago, right? Um. Yeah, the, so, the yeah, the, the actual mauling, I believe, occurred, or the actual incident. Let me not call it a mauling. Right. Uh, the actual incident Allegedly. Uh, occurred... Yeah, the actual incident occurred uh, sometime. I want to say in March. I don't know if it was March of last yeah, year. Yeah, I think it was March. I I thought that it said March of last year. Yeah, it said last March. Yeah, last. Okay, yeah. Something. I mean, it must be a slow sports day if we're talking about this because I don't even know how to approach this situation. One, if it was an issue, she would have approached this lawsuit last summer as opposed to this summer. Right. And then, as far as is Ezekiel responding, um, I I don't know, man. I figure at this point in his career, Ezekiel would have would have known to to just shut his mouth. Like I don't I, like I'm not a fan of trying to silence like black athletes, man. But I'm also he wanted to do that. Sometimes you need to just like shut the hell up. Even though Cowboys Twitter was on his <laughs> side, it's right. still like that's not. The season possibly coming back soon. Like that's not where your energy should be placed right now. Like it's it's more important things at hand. Absolutely, absolutely. Carrie, what's going on with your boy Z? Come on, talk to us. Talk to yeah, us. Yeah, man. If ain't I'm, one thing, I, I got, another. Yeah, I got I got to tread lightly on this one. Now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Understandable. So, uh, Under, uh, hey, we don't cut the but, checks. Understandable. But you know, I will say I've I've seen him in the past couple weeks uh have a lot of time on twitter you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. you know the first incident was him speaking out about the whole thing coming out with him with corona and kind of calling out the media so uh i think it's interesting man because he's he's a quiet dude he kind of keeps to himself you know um i worked with him here and there and you know you talk to him he'll talk back but he's kind of you know around us at least he just kind of keeps to himself so i think it's interesting seeing him kind of speak up about this and that like um you know i don't know i guess i guess these dudes i mean he's been on twitch and all of that lately so i guess the i guess he just felt like he got time right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm so the way i see it uh, you know i'm a sports journalist but no sports right now so i do a little bit of pool cleaning i ain't gonna you know i ain't gonna lie to you the fact of the matter is it's it's a running joke amongst pool folk in the business like man let one of these dogs attack me. You know, it's it's a it's a joke, and I think that it's a it's one of those things that like you're saying the quiet part out loud. Like you're not actually supposed to tell people you yeah. want that to happen. <laughs> like that's one of those things you're just supposed to hold it down. You know, if it happens, just think to yourself quietly. We're in the money, boys. We're in yeah. the money. But yeah, it's it's a it's it's just a the whole situation is you know, and I. 
I honestly, honestly and fully think that at the end of the day, the lawyer is saying that the uh, dog was just protecting the house and all this and that. And I get that. I I'm, I don't know the, the details of the case. so I'm not going to speculate on which way it should go or what money should be rewarded. But man, this is just seeing some of the different things that come out of all this time is just it's absolutely amazing. It's because like y'all said, this is from over a year ago. This ain't a, I saw the scars, the scars looked horrible, but this is from over a year ago. And so for us to just now be talking about it, I mean, you know, and the, the worst thing for me is uh, a lot of folks say when they when they uh, are talking to sports people, man, it must be a slow news day. Yes, yes, it's a slow <laughs> sports day. I, I regret to inform you, there's nothing to talk about. There's no, there's nothing actually going on that's serious to talk about. And who would have guessed that in 2020, a dog attack would be one of the main things that we talk about from the Cowboys? I mean, wow. Like, what? That's just, that's just. But another thing that we don't, never expected, or I at least never expected, in all of my time being a Lions fan, I've seen some good Lions teams, some bad Lions teams. I've seen some Lions teams that I expected, hmm, you know, eight games will be like the Super Bowl for us. I've seen some Lions team that I'm like, hey, let's see who's uh, the top prospects in next year's draft because we're going to get number one. But pro football focus says the Lions are who you should bet on for the NFC North. All right. I'm going to tap in right here, man. That's fine. Wait, 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 wait. Let me say that one more time slow just in case any of the listeners didn't catch. Pro Football Focus says the Lions are who you should bet on for the NFC North. Chris, go ahead. Let let me know something. Let me know what they know that we don't just, know. Just just know. a little sample of my background with the Lions. I was probably I would probably wear a full Lions fit back in it was probably two thousand three, two thousand four. My mom, I used to tell her just buy me all Lions gear, all Lions. Joey gear. Harrington jersey equipped. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I had the Roy Williams jersey. Ah, okay. All right. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. See, I, that's I knew something. I knew something. I, I, I guess that's the name of the Roy Williams. That's, I can feel like. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. So, so let me let me just tell you brief. The, the continue on with the history. I, I I love the Lions so much, man. And it was just this one year. I don't know if you guys remember this one year, but um, you know, I didn't know 016 was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. And then the Lions did it, and I said, "Wow, that, you're playing with me, right?" And I just. <laughs> I, it just broke my heart so much, and I've been a Steelers fan ever since. A Steelers, I'm a happy Steelers fan, even though we have our ups and downs in Pittsburgh, but it's still not nothing compared to the Lions. Now, I remember Guyton said there's a couple people he want to put his money on. Any on, on the Lions are one of those people. Right. For me. I would never put a dollar. You can't bet with them or against them because if you bet against them, they end up winning. If you bet with them, it's just like okay, I I, I knew I was gonna lose that money, so. I mean, I, I don't know who in their right mind would like consciously go somewhere and bet on the Lions to win the NFC North. I mean, the the the, the chip that Aaron Rodgers has on his shoulder this season is a man. It's just ridiculous. I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers this year. You know, you know. Here's here's my question. What under God's green earth? Because I listened to the the poll, I listened to the video and all that, and they talked about how the defense was better than expected, and um. 
And Stafford has been, he was playing great until last year in the back injury. And even before the back injury, other than the very early part of his career, he hasn't shown the propensity to be injured a lot. And that's fine. But this team with this coach, I, what? Excuse me? <laughs> this Patriots light, or as I like to call it, Pat's light experiment, is going, this is the last year. It's going down the drain. It was good. It was a great, cute little thing. But unless somehow the divisions get rearranged and the Lions end up in a division with the Dolphins, with the, uh, I was going to say the Cardinals, but the Car- everybody in the NFC West balling now. So, yeah. so maybe the Dolphins and the Giants and the, the Redskins. That's the, that's the only. The Dolphins, Giants, Redskins got championships. That, they absolutely do. They absolutely <laughs> do. But I'm saying if I had to say, well, Lions are going to be playing both all three of these teams twice this year, and, you know, that's going to put them in a good position to win the division. Because the, the Packers just drafted a first-rounder that everybody wasn't that high on. Some people said he was experimental in order to replace the old guard that they got at quarterback. The last time the Lions did, I mean the Packers did that, there was a guy named Brett Favre under the helm, and the guy they drafted was named Aaron Rodgers. Now, many of the things said about the young man, I believe it's Jordan Love out of Nevada, many things that people say about him, they said about Aaron Rodgers. And I saw this story play out. I saw it. First thing that happened, they pissed off the old guy. So the old guy's not throwing out of his mind the next year. I mean, he won't be able to miss a receiver. Second of all, when did the Vikings die? I, I don't believe I, Oh, my God. The Vikings, the Vikings had a phenomenal uh, regular season last year. So That's I, what I'm saying. I, I don't believe in our ability to stop Dalvin Cook. I don't believe in our ability to stop Thielen. I don't believe in our ability to block Dave. Gibbs, 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 so Gibbs. What? Gibbs, I, I I would let you run against the Lions, and you haven't played tailback since you was probably six. <laughs> I, I I never played tailback. I was always a little chunky. Oh, always, always. For another time, we ain't gonna talk about that on air. You know, I got. Can I just uh, play play a little bit of devil's advocate and say, please don't forget about the Bears with uh, my man Nicholas Edward Foles. I mean, I I feel like they got a good chance now that they. They are one foot out the door and getting my man Trubisky out of there. So, just saying, don't sleep on the Bears either. Yeah, and that's yeah. my point. That's my point. And I that Bears defense, ooh-wee. that the Bears defense on every level, they have not just playmakers, they have game changers. Khalil Mack is an undeniable force. Wherever he goes, he draws two to three guys. That's going to free up others on the front line. Then you got Roquan Smith. And the, as the, the quarterback of that defense in the middle, he he makes plays. He's a tackling machine, and he's elite in coverage for the position. And then going behind him, you've got Fuller at corner. You've got, uh, I want to say Amos. Amos is the safety that caught four or five picks last year. You've got game changers at every level on that defense. The offense, you've got Tariq Cohen. You've got a good receiving core. The offensive line ain't horrible. I don't see how you can say the Lions are the favorite. Favorite what? Favorite to get the number one pick next year? <laughs> I can cut my favorite. Now, now Matt, Stafford, Matt and, Stafford, the miracle man. But I don't. this miracle, I don't know. Now, now, everybody that's been listening to the show know I'm not the biggest football guy. But 
since I've been watching football, the, the Lions are my team by default. Like, I'm not invested enough in football to pick a team the same way I pick the Lakers in basketball. Right. But we live in Detroit. Whenever a game is on, it's usually the Lions, and I usually watch it. And as a mm-hmm. sports fan, as a betting man, I've, came, I've come up with three rules in sports. If you're watching basketball, you never bet on the Kings. If you're watching baseball, you never bet on the Mariners. And if you're watching football, you never bet on the Detroit Lions. Never. As they currently are constructed, I don't see how anybody can call them the favorite. But next year, you can do a, a Madden fantasy draft, and Alliance can come out there with twenty ninety nine overalls, and I'm still not picking them to win a division. It's just they, it's it's a losing culture. Until you change everything from the top on down, I can't see a situation in which somebody can call the Lions a favorite with a straight face, regardless of who's on the roster. I honestly think the Lions front office should be constructed by who has the best mental health uh, in the city that week and just let them just run it and let them just run it like that. So so let me ask you this. Carrie, what year were you born? I don't need the specific. I just need the year. 92. 92. Okay. So three of us were not born the last time the Lions won the division. Our special guest was uh, in diapers one year old 1993 <laughs> was the la- like I said Barry Sanders ain't walking through that door Wayne Fontes ain't walking through that door Lomas Brown ain't walking Chris Spillman ain't walking through the door so why you would pick the Lions to win the division alright <laughs> I just you know you know I just I know Gucci Man said I'll finesse the plug and got extra drugs. You weren't supposed to use them, folks at Pro Football Focus. You weren't supposed to use them. That wasn't the point of that. Because there's there's no way I could see a sober man picking the Lions to win. But it's okay. Because now we're going we're gonna to move on to a team that has a much higher chance of winning, in my humble opinion, much higher chance of winning it all. And you know what? You know what? Before we even, I don't even know why we're we're moving on the odds as if we're gonna have uh, fall sports because you know the fall sports are looking real shaky. And one thing I was going, I I was debating whether or not I wanted to talk about it, but Morehouse canceled all fall sports, um, and a former player there's by the name of Quincy Avery took to Twitter to express his uh, dislike of that. He said, and I quote here. At Morehouse FB is canceling football. They haven't told their players yet. We have to do better. We talk so much about black athletes going to HBCUs, but don't provide resources to be successful. I'm extremely disappointed. And so the follow-up to that was people asking, hey, like what's going on? A lot of confusion. And then once Morehouse released a statement about a day or so after that, people are like, well, they're canceling because of COVID. That has nothing to do with resources. And Mr. Avery's stance was, hey, they didn't tell the players early enough for them to get into the transfer portal. And he said that he found out on Monday. That was dropped on Friday. I want to say Friday the 26th. Yeah, Friday the 26th was the day that that was dropped. And for me personally, I know we have been avid supporters of HBCUs on the show. Um, but I understand the idea of or the argument of, hey, the infrastructure to support a bunch of five stars and all that and, and all the things that come along with them may not be properly in place and all that. But I think that this was one of those moments where the criticisms levied against HBCUs and in this particular Morehouse were unfair. Because I don't think 
honestly and truly, I don't know if we'll have fall sports even professionally, but especially for the quote unquote amateurs. I doubt it. I doubt it. Between the breakouts in Clemson and LSU, which we've talked about, how do these teams plan on doing it? And so I don't know. I'm just, at this point, I'm just I'm just looking for y'all to give me some cues or, or some clues as to like, do y'all think that this was a fair a fair indictment of those programs, or is this one of those things where it's like, mm, you kind of screaming into the void to scream into the void? Um, it's it's kind of difficult for me to speak on this one, man. I just um, well, well, well one. It was it was bogus of them to not inform the players that that they were canceling for them to find out that way is it, yeah, bogus. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. but at, at the same time, it is none of the none of the blame is on the players is what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is mm-hmm. they should have anticipated that, so it should be on the program's responsibility to give them an alternate route ahead of time or something to to maintain themselves because. I think everybody at this point is under the impression, unless you're just completely naive, that fall sports is going to be affected somehow. So, yeah. so the fact yeah. that they're, that we're this late in the game or this close to fall sports actually beginning, and they haven't heard a word or anything, um, one question should have definitely been asked. But on top of that, it just looks bad on the program's part because something should have already been in place at at this point. We're in we're in late June going into July. Sports are right around the corner. Fall sports are right around the corner. Right. right. Well, technically, so, football, football. if I'm correct, Gibbs, and I, I didn't play football, so I, I kept up with it, though. But football, the biggest month is August, correct? That's when the pads um, come out. Well, that's I was just about to say, that's that's the first month where the, the major hitting in contact starts. That's when the, the season opening classics and all that happened. But that... The, the most important months will probably be November because that's when all of the the uh, like actual the classics that have history behind them. The well, as far as that have yeah, as, behind it, have as far as training though, that the the biggest yeah, oh, training wise, yeah, yeah. Okay, training, yeah, all right. That's, that's what I was saying. Wise, yeah. So so as a college student and and somebody that plays sports their whole life, you mean to tell me I I, I won't know when I need to get my body in order. I, I won't know when I need to start cutting back on things. I won't, like, you, you got to give me a heads up so mentally I can prepare. It's, it's it's more than just physical. It's mentally, too. Like, I have to understand what I need to change. I get my sleeping schedule together, figure out when I am when I can choose to eat, when I'm when I'm going to have time to do this. And I, I, I know they're still going to have them in classes. So what do you tell players that know they're going to the league or players that – just want to play football like like do you just have them in classes so i i don't know this is like i feel that i feel carry you from swag country talk talk to us about what what you think as far as how everything was and yes we know morehouse is in the siac but i'm just saying that's where carries from talk to us about what you're thinking about this this is this fair is this a, a oversweeping generalization or what Man, I don't know. It, it's it's tough because I I actually attended a, a HBCU as well, um, Xavier back back in Louisiana, and um, you know I have my own personal stories about how things were handled and how they did things. Um, you know, I think I think just with everything going on, there's a bigger spotlight right now um, mm-hmm. on trying to put that emphasis on HBCUs um, because I you know I think just the generalization of them, um, but. 
I mean, I don't care who it was that did that. I think that was just foul as far as like it don't matter what college it was. Them them not telling those players with enough time. I mean, that's that's just um, that's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Like, there's no excuse for that. Um, and absolutely. I think it just further whether the whether the general the generalizations or the stereotypes about you know what it means as a pro uh, as a, a college athlete you know attending an HBCU. I think whether those are true or not this is it, it hurts at all you know because then people look at these situations and they say see that's why see that's why i don't yeah. that's why yeah. that's not For on sure. my radar that's why i don't do For that sure. so i think you know when you realize that you have that bigger target on your back whether it's warranted or not you got to come correct and you got to do it right and it's like if this is how you handling your players then no wonder why people don't want to come no wonder why mm, people right. don't want to do it you know what i mean and so and and my you know because i went to an hbcu my my college experience was um, significantly impacted. We didn't have a football team. They didn't put a ton of edu- uh, a ton of emphasis on the the basketball team that they did have. Like it was just it was a lot different than if I had chosen to go somewhere else. So I think there are pieces of it that's warranted, but then I think there's some generalizations that's not fair to them um, in regards to that situation. Okay, so so you went to Xavier with Gold Digger as the mascot, right? Or, or <laughs> yeah. Am I thinking okay, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah. making sure. That's a let me tell you, it's a wonderful mascot. It's it's a I've seen many 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 mascots that I thought to myself, wow, like that's that's awful. But that's a that's not the worst one in the world. But let's I just I just want to say this right, and I I am fully on y'all side with the idea that. You have to inform the players. The minute that it becomes a thing, you have to inform the players. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Because the young man who exposed him, Mr. Avery, said that he knew Monday, and he dropped the tweet on Friday. So there was a five-day lapse in that. And there should surely be a quicker turnaround than that. However, them canceling due to COVID is not really something that screams to me, oh, the resources. I want to talk about the resources. I want to talk about them. And, and I only say this because it's it's a different situation for me if they announced this before spring ball. Like if they knew, hey, we're going to cancel this before spring ball starts. Because that's, okay, if that around spring ball is when the time that the death chart and everything going forward gets in place, that the scholarships and all that gets solidified and like, now, nah, I understand that. But around this time, a week, even if we say two weeks, there isn't much that the players could have done anyway. If you tell a young man on June 14th, hey, uh, we're going to go ahead and cancel the season, where are you going to, where you're not going to go to a power five school because, and then this is not to say that Morehouse players are just naturally of a, a lesser ilk or that they can't ball, but the fact of the matter is that tra- transferring that late into a power five. Unless you are the greatest thing smoking, and even then it it might be difficult for you, it's not happening. So maybe you're talking group of five, even with them. Unless you have something serious going on, that's a tough out. FCS, same thing, but maybe to a lesser extent. Maybe you might have a little more leeway if you're not trying to go to a top program. But I just, I don't like the fact that this became... Uh, the we don't give or the HBCUs don't give 
the resources to succeed when in all reality there's what resources could we be talking about and yes absolutely the the administration the decision makers had the responsibility to tell the players but for me it was just it was just a little it was just a little too much or too heavy on the like oh y'all the the resources the resources the resources talk about their responsibility to tell players and that's fine with me. But the idea that we're reaching for resources is a little different. But again, we're going to go back to living in our happy sports bubble and pretend like we're going to have sports in the fall. Because if we don't, then this last segment doesn't work. Because we're going to have Carrie's Corner where we ask you all about you and all about your Cowboys. Is that all right with you, Carrie? That's all right with me. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to start with... Who is your favorite player or position group to work with? Man. Um, Feel free to say Jordan Lewis, uh, Cast Tech number one, second to none. Oh, but go ahead. <laughs> nah, Jordan's great. I mean, Jordan's great. He he has, uh, like, uh, flaked on us a couple shoots, but, you know, oh, he, no. he, he's, oh. he, he, he's great. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. My, my, hey, hey, Josh, edit that out the tape. Edit that out the tape. <laughs> so, I go it. ahead, Karen. And he know I've had this conversation with him face to face. He knows he will he will stop responding to text messages in a minute. Um, man, Randall, he was only there for a year, man. But I mean, you just talk about just the nicest guy. I mean, super down to do anything. We'll sit there and have a conversation with you. Like like he was he was absolutely uh, he he was great. But um, as far as people that are there now. Um, I'd say wait, probably. Wait, and I'm guessing you're. I'm assuming you're talking about Randall Cobb. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sure. Randall Cobb. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Probably, probably right now, probably the the defensive line, man. They, I mean, they. Uh, My boys. They. My they're boys. great. Shout they, out to the yeah. Trench Warriors. Yeah, man. They they just. I mean, they got that. I mean, of course, they they have that. You know, that persona with the hot boys and all of that stuff. And and I kind of got in good with them because people say I look like Antoine Woods, and w- one of the players <laughs> said it. And then like it all just started catching on, so they started calling me like Lil Twine, and like so like that. Was, I was like, to me, I was like, I don't really care at that point as long as y'all are helping me get content. It really doesn't matter, but. Um, it's been great because like I've been able to just kind of build that relationship with them, man. But we just try to, we try to even it out, man. We try not to like lean. That's one of the big things we do is we try to make sure that we are not like leaning too heavy on, uh, one particular person or one particular, Absolutely. uh, you know, Absolutely. group of people. We try to like make sure we, uh, we, we spread our uh, content around as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. How much patience so, do you have to have working with all those big names, though? A lot, man. A lot. It it, <laughs> it takes a lot, man. You have to like. I had to, you know, because because that's the thing. Like, my my job encompasses everything. You know, I'm not just shooting and editing, but I'm also I'm my producer. So I, I'm I'm coming up with the ideas. I don't have anybody that's like going and like making the players do anything like i have to go into the locker room i have to talk to them build that relationship ask them for their time it's so it's it becomes stressful and you also had to like before like like when i first started going into my third season like it was i had to get my mind right because i had to like remind myself that it wasn't an indictment on me or or anything about me it was just you know dealing with Sometimes you deal with ego. Sometimes they getting pulled on by a million different things. Like we're not the only one that asks for something. But it used to used to really get me down because you go and you put yourself out there and you 
you know, I hate it because I walk up to him in the locker room and I got to hit him with the, you know, what's up, man? How you doing? You doing all right today? And, you know, how was practice? You know, like kind of like the small talk, but you don't want to just walk up and ask for anything. But, you know, a lot of times it'd be like people will walk up and they'd be like, I got nothing for you, bro. Keep it pushing. And it's like you can't take it personal because, you know, there's all these other things and they're not puppets that just because I work for the team or they play for the team that I expect them to just do whatever I ask whenever they ask. But I had to like, just kind of compartmentalize it and realize like, all right, don't take it personal. It is what it is. It's just, you got to keep it pushing and move on. But it makes it very hard sometimes because we don't have like everything that they do with us is completely optional and voluntary. So it can make it very, very hard when we have these bigger ideas that requires a lot more buy-in from them and you know it just depends on their mood by the day um right uh, fellas do y'all have on y'all notifications for espn um i, I just do, saw I it come not. through <laughs> i do not oh my god and if i'm sorry i'm sorry because we wanted to ask you about the cowboys but former nfl mvp cam newton has agreed has reached an agreement on a one-year incentive-laden deal with the New England Patriots. League sources tell Mort Report and me, that's from Adam Schefter, Newton will now step in the mix to try to try and help replace former Patriots QB Tom Brady. Oh my God. Oh, at this point, this they're, is... gonna have, they're gonna have quarterback committee by committee over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. Uh, Alexa, play I'm upset by Pusha T. What? This is that was by Drake. I don't even know why I said. Yeah, that. I, I was a little <laughs> lost by Pussy T. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't separate the two. But anywho, I just oh my god, what? Okay, reactions, first thoughts. I need to hear them. I need to hear them. Ring. Oh, that's oh, where I'm going with it. That's where I'm going with it. I got the path to win it. Well, I know Bill Belichick sipping a nice cold <laughs> beer right now. And he's just having a – he don't smile. So, I mean, you know, I, I, you rarely see him smile. I know he's sipping a nice beer. He just got a picture of Tom Brady on his ceiling just just looking at it because he don't smile. He's just looking at it. And he's just, just manifesting this moment right now. Oh, my Lord. Kerry, talk to me. Talk to Man, me. What's they, going they, on? I, I, I'm, first of all, I think it is, it, it is just absolutely – you know, in my best Stephen A. impression, I'm disgusted that it took this long for this man to get an opportunity, especially with true, all true. these other quarterbacks and all these other teams that don't even have another, uh, like a, they may think that they have like a number one option, Los Angeles Rams, I'm looking at you with Jared Goff, but like, <laughs> like the fact a strength, that like, a strength. <laughs> this is like the fact that this man, like it took this long, like, like, okay, Last season in Carolina, aside with, you know, between the injuries, the the changing of all the personnel and the front house, right. front office and all of that, and, and then them, that whole weird changing his throwing, you know, mechanics or whatever, like, this dude can still ball. And I know he can still ball. Like, so the fact that it took this long, I honestly, man, I was, I wish the Cowboys would have signed him over Andy Dalton. There, I said it. Like, I feel I- like. Well, well, you I, guys I love y'all some Dak. They like Dak Prescott down there in Dallas. So, I mean, hey, you, I know. I, I, I'm not going to speak on it because, again, <laughs> this is, you know, but I, I, hey. I, I say, you know, there was a whole lot of other chess moves you could have made had you signed Cam Newton, 
And then that puts a whole lot of other things on the table as far as money goes and all of that. I mean, but these are all, of course, these are all hypotheticals. You know what I mean? Right, right. The roster is what it is, and I'm going to show up and do my work. But I was that personally be in the back of my head. But I'm happy for him because, yeah, I agree. I think, I think you know, Bill Belichick is a winner. I think everybody's looking to see the whole – is, is Tom Brady going to be successful without Bill Belichick? Is Bill Belichick going to be successful without Tom Brady? So, you know, everybody's going to be looking at that. So I think I think it's a great move, man. It, it, winning, and me, winning, W. And, and let me tell you, my first reaction to this thing, before I already believed, I, I was already working under the idea that um, there was a poll I took on Twitter who was going to have a more successful season this year, the Tampa Bay Bucks or the New England Patriots. Because the Bucks not only got um, Tom Brady, but Gronk came out of retirement. You knew he was well, gone. They probably was in the same house when that happened. They was like... And, and, that's, and that's fine with me. That's fine with me. Gronk, Gronk is a certified baller. That The young man is a stud. He does what he does. He's excellent at it. The way that he played that and the way that he retired when he got traded to the Lions... And the way that nobody is giving them hell for it is absolutely awful to me. It's atrocious how we give certain athletes these long leashes to be divas, to be playful, to be immature, to be reckless, and 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 you know have altercations with law enforcement and all that. And we say nothing wait, about wait, it. Wait, 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 pause, 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 pause. Did you just call a six eight three hundred pound man a diva? Gibbs? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And he can come see me about it. He can come see. That's not. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Kendrick Perkins. Anything I say, I will stand on. I will back up. Oh, that's a stand Kendrick now. Another 6'11", 300-pound guy. You, talk, you, you, you if, got some, if it, some if strength it, behind you If today. there's anyone I can support catching this three, uh, Kendrick Perkins is first on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if anybody anybody who knows me knows, I was always taught, if you say, if you say something, stand on it. If you find out new information and you were wrong, apologize, but don't you get nowhere and start crying about Oh, I, you know, my wife made them good oxtails. And did Hush. You said what you said. Stand on. So, like I said, if Brock want to come see me about me calling him an immature demon, he can come see me about it. But at the end of the day, I, I already was working under the assumption that it was the Patriots that made Tom Brady successful, not the other way around. When Tom got hurt, they went 11-5 and five with Matt Castle. So, with that in mind, now that they have Cam... There is no better strategist than Bill Belichick. There is no better strategist than Bill Belichick. How much playing time can we can we really 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 see Cam Newton getting there? Because I, I don't know and, how Bill and, is. I mean, who they gonna start ahead of him? Jared Stidham? I like. <laughs> I mean, Cam. but you know how Bill is to prove a point to Tom Brady that they don't need him. I feel that like he's gonna have a. a, a Arsenal quarterbacks he throwing out there like every I feel like for the first five games at least we might see two different uh, like different starters different quarterbacks playing different positions different times I feel like it, it's you never know what Bill Belichick man he's gonna he's gonna mix it up a lot he might run all two I'm quarterbacks is this. all I'm saying is this Cam Newton made a video where he was working out to the song Grateful by Hezekiah Walker now I don't know about y'all but I've seen athletes work out to gospel music twice ever twice <laughs> ever one of them went on to win a national championship the other had one of the best seasons he's ever had now this here i was already like the way that it took cam longer to get signed than andy dalton 
I knew right then. Oh, it's well. I mean, you gotta you gotta and remember I, what color can me is too, man. You gotta. Hey, you listen. Gotta, yeah. Hey, listen. Regardless, regardless of regardless of color, I don't care if he was black, white, Avatar blue, or or um, uh, the the shade of blue that Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy was. This man is a, a former MVP who was looked over. For quarterback Nathan Peterman has a job in the NFL. Nathan <laughs> Peterman. Nathan Peterman had a game that was so bad. He threw so many interceptions and pick sixes. If the other team were his receivers and his receivers were defenders, he would have had a better passer rating that way than he actually did in reality. So like that, and to see that I. I will not root for the Patriots. I will never root for the Patriots. I don't have it in me. But I'll say this. The likelihood that we get to look at the AFC Championship and when people say, which team do you think will win? We may have the ability this year to be like the one with the black quarterback. Why, why, why was the NFL act like Cam wasn't a former MVP? I just don't get it. Like, I could, I, I, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm not disrespecting this man. I could understand Kaepernick because... Kaepernick was an iffy quarterback when he was in the league. He was a solid quarterback, but he was an iffy quarterback. And, I mean, and he, he went to the Super Bowl. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Cam, Cam did too. Cam did too is what I'm saying. So, I, I, I don't know why. And also, that 49ers team was pretty solid when he true, went to the Super Bowl. True, true. But, but, we, but, but, we not but so, was, so was the Panthers team that Cam had. Cam had Luke Keighley busting up every head that come over the middle. Greg Olsen, the defensive line with uh, Shorter and I want to say, I, I can't remember who the other D-Tackle was, but he was, Kawhi Short was one, and the other one was really good, too. But I, at the end of the day here, this thing, this signing, to me, this signing, to me, just changed the entire outlook of the AFC to me. Because for me, it was a two-dog race. I'm looking at Ravens and Chiefs. That's it. That's all, and that's it. That's the only two that I'm looking at. As And now... I mean, because at the end of the day, it don't matter how great your coach is. At a certain point, your players got to play. That's just that's just part of life. Your players got to make it happen at some point. This one here, man, wow. Wow. The first breaking news of Facts Over Acts. This is just, man, this is crazy. Yeah. This is absolutely crazy. Well, you know, at the end of the day, um, Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer, Y'all had a, a, I'm sure they had a great time imagining they compete for a starting spot. You know, I'm sure they had a lot of fun with it. Uh, but, uh, woo, this here is just, this, all right, okay. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the listeners because I, I, I can't bring myself to root for the Patriots. I can't do it. I can't. Do it. <laughs> but again, having the ability to look at the AFC Championship game. And, and probably see two quarterback. You know, it's that's that's rare. I think the last time we had it was uh was Vic and McNabb in the NFC championship uh that not too long ago. But actually that was that was fifteen years ago. Wow. So yeah, that might have been the last time. Um so yeah, this is I guess that's good, but I, I can't bring myself. Rooting for the Patriots is like watching Star Wars and rooting for the Empire. Like that, it's something fundamentally wrong there. And uh, Kerry, well, it's, 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 I, 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 I take it as 
like rooting for the Patriots is like guiding rooting for LeBron James. It's just like it's something that <laughs> oh. even even though LeBron came to save his franchise, he he hey. he just still he still hey. he ain't save nothing until we got a ring, bro. Also, oh, so wait, 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 we got this on air, right? If, if LeBron bring a ring to the Lakers, y'all buddies not, right? He cool with me. Oh, oh, Lord. So, oh, Lord. You're oh, here, Carrie. You're a witness, Carrie. You're a witness, Carrie. He, 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 he been he been cool with me for he been cool with me since he went back to Cleveland. Oh my! My only gripe, my only gripe is he ain't first. That's the only gripe I ever this. had with it. I gotta say this, just like Birdie Mac. America, y'all see this? Y'all see this, America? <laughs> I need y'all to know. Josh Guyton has said he gonna be all right with LeBron if he win the ring. We know y'all had enough of us. We know y'all done probably had enough of Kerry too. We gonna bring Kerry back because we we getting breaking news with Kerry on the show. We had a plan, we had a run, but yeah. Kerry is a game changer. He's the Khalil Mack of the show now because he done <laughs> bought us camp. So you know we appreciate you for coming out, Kerry. We know y'all had enough of us. But come back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. We might have some more breaking news for you. Peace out, y'all. Yeah, no.